I'm not ashamed, are you? <laughs> you know, we've gathered today, in case you don't know it, it's 4th of July weekend. And we've gathered today in this place as God's people, realizing, I hope you do, that America is in desperate need. We are in a place in our country that is close, in my opinion, to a point of no return. What is that desperate need? Well, you turn on the TV and you hear the talking heads and there is a long list. Some people say what our desperate need is, is unity. We're too divided. We're too partisan. We need to come together in love. And we need to come and, and fix all our problems when we just get, we'd be more united. Some people say what we need is jobs. If we could just have more jobs, lots more jobs, our economy would get stronger and we would be much better off. Jobs is what we need. Some people say the, desperate, the desperation of America is that we're too intolerant of things. We need to be more tolerant of each other and come together in, 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 again, unity and just lock arms and you're different, I'm different, it's all right, let's just tolerate each other. That's the desperate need of America. Some say what we need is more secure borders. If we could just secure our borders, a lot of our problems would be solved. The list goes on and on. I know I've left out a lot. You could add some, but the list goes on and on and on. It's hard for us sometimes to put our finger on what exactly is the desperate need of America. Let's see. What could we say? What, what is the desperate need of America? Let's put our finger on the desperate need of America, brothers and sisters, is God. That is the desperate need of America. And because we have almost, or we are going to the place where we've lost our way, I believe it is as much the problem of God's people as anything else. God has called His people to be agents of transformation in this world in which we live. And sometimes we have been much more influenced by our world than we have been by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sometimes we look so much more like the world around us that is seeking answers and trying to figure out what it's all about. Sometimes we look so much more like them, if you will, than we look like Christ. And Jesus Christ is the answer, brothers and sisters. But our world is not going to know it. Our world is not going to experience it. Our world is not going to see illustrations of that truth unless they see it in you. You see, brothers and sisters, where you work, where you live, where you go to school, people watch you. Like it or not, people watch you. What do they see? Do they see somebody that can draw them to Christ? Or do they see somebody that's just like everybody else? We have turned our backs, America, on God. The reason there's so many things that are on the list and people trying to figure out what is the problem. The reason there's so many things is because they will not talk about the reason. 
The reason that we are in such the difficult mess that we're in is because we have turned our backs on God. So what in the world do we do? I mean, we're just one congregation. What can we do? Where do we go? Well, fortunately, in the Word of God, there are many places and many ways that God tells us, this is what my people are to do. This is how my people are to live. And as you read through the Old Testament, they didn't listen either. But if we did, if we listen and obey, God will do far more for us and through us than we could ever ask or imagine. You see, brothers and sisters, if God's people would stand up and be who He's called us to be from the beginning of time, it would change this world. Well, Pastor, I don't live in the whole world. It would change this city. Well, Pastor, I just live on the south side of town. Well, it would change where you live. Well, Pastor, I just live in my little house. It would change your family. It would change you from the inside out. You see, God, brothers and sisters, has a solution to the mess that we're in. And here's one place that it is clear. It is so clear we ought to write it on the wall somewhere. If my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will, say it with me, heal their land. Do you want to see America turn back to God? You need to be the person that God called you to be. Not just me. Not just board members. Every single person sitting here today must be the person that God has called you to be in this world. That, my brothers and sisters, will change America. If my people, who are called by my name, if my people. You see, brothers and sisters, Let's look at that little verse here a little bit. Just look a little closer. Let's see what it says. Just a, just a part of that verse. I just want to take a few minutes and, and kind of dissect the first part of that verse. Look at that first word. It's a little word, but it has big meaning. If. 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 You know what that word means to me? We have something to do. We have a part to play in this. We don't sit around and expect God to do it all. He could. I wish He would. God, you know what? We mess it up so much. Why don't you just take over and do it all? But no, He doesn't work that way. He wants to use His people to get His message out to this old sin-sick world. It's always been that way. It always will be. If. If. You see, you have something to do. You have a responsibility. See, if we do this, then God will do that. We have to start somewhere, brothers and sisters. In, a, in other words, we have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to respond to this God who has given us everything we need. You have a responsibility to respond to this grace from God that is sufficient. Let me ask you this morning, be honest with me. Have you responded to God's grace? 
Have you responded, you personally, have you responded to God's grace in a way that He has transformed you by His power? Have you responded? See, He's waiting on you. He has given you everything you need. Have you responded? Do you come across in the likeness of His Son to the people that you hang around? Or do you have, I don't know, are you known for being critical or being angry or being, I don't know. I mean, when people are around you, do they sense Jesus Christ? If, if, if you have something to do, brothers and sisters, you want to help America, you get right with God. You want to make a difference in your, in your city, in your town, in your neighborhood, in your home, you get right with God. That, my brothers and sisters, is part of God's plan for this world. It's you. (laughs) If, then he goes on to say, my people who are called by my name. You know who God is talking about? God is talking about his people. He says, my people who are called by my name. People that have stamped on them the word Yahweh. People that have stamped on them the concept of the living God. You can't hang around those kind of people and not catch it. They love God. They are into God. He is their everything. My people who are called by my names. You know, there's different ways to appear like we're God's people. To have the appearance of being God's people. Coming to church is one of those appearances. I mean, you get up in the morning, Sunday morning, everybody else sleeping in. You you bring the garage door up. That wakes up the neighbors. They look out the door. There they go again. They're going to church. They they know you're going to church. You have the appearance of being the people of God. Now, you see, that means something. Not on Sunday morning when you're going out of the driveway. It means something on Tuesday in the neighborhood. It means something when they see you without your Sunday best on. You see, because you have the appearance of God's people. Coming to church and working in the church gives the appearance that you are God's people. Sunday school teacher, whatever it is. Whatever you do, you give the appearance that I'm into this. I love God and He is all to me. And yet, what really hurts the cause of Christ as much or more than anything else is when God's people have the appearance that they belong to Him, but not the lifestyle. Now, come on. You think I'm talking about people that... No, I'm not. I'm talking about you and me. I'm even talking about how we treat each other in this place. You see, because we can even have the appearance of following God here in this place, but not living a Christ-like life. You know what that does, especially to our kids and teenagers? And You know what that does? Turns them off totally. You know what they say about that? It's not real. It's all a bunch of hooey, whatever that means. You see, when God says, my people called by my name, he is talking about this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your strength. God says this, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Live them before your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. It should be the direction of your life. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. Brothers and sisters, that's what God means when he says, my people. People that when you're around them, it is obvious who they belong to, even in private. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. See, a key ingredient to all of this is humility. God's people are most effective when they are humble. God expects his people to be humble. It's difficult in America these days because we are an in-your-face culture. We are, we are a culture that says my way or the highway. We are self-reliant. We are self-sufficient. But, but humility is, is thought of often as weakness. Nobody wants to be weak. Yet God calls his children to be humble. What does it mean to be humble? The concept of humility in the Old Testament literally means being made to kneel or voluntarily kneeling. It's kind of when somebody is kneeling before a conqueror or a king, they are focused on that person, not themselves. See, that's the concept of, of biblical humility. It's us humbling ourselves before the Lord and saying, Lord, whatever you want. Whatever you ask, I will do, no matter what. One writer put it this way. Humility is recognizing that God and others are actually responsible for the achievements in my life. <laughs> or you could say it this way. Apart from Him, you can do nothing. That is being humble in the sight of God. You see, brothers and sisters, America needs you to be humble. Grace Point needs you to be humble. Your family needs you to be humble. You need to be humble before an almighty God. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Lord, teach us to pray. And then they sat around and he said, this is how you should pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And all the people said, Amen. Lord, teach us to pray. Brothers and sisters, 
until we really pray, until we passionately pray, until we pray without ceasing, I'm talking about God's people, America is lost. Will you step up? Will you step up and become the true person of God that He's calling you to be? Brothers and sisters, we don't have time anymore to play games. It's time to get serious with Him and humble ourselves. Turn from our wicked ways. Seek His face. Then He will heal our land. Today it's our privilege to participate together in Holy Communion. How appropriate is that on a day when we're talking about humbling ourselves before the Lord? Brothers and sisters, unless unless America turns to God, unless God's people humble themselves, pray, seek His face, and turn from their wicked ways. We're toast. But if we do those things, if we do those things, God will turn the tide. We'll heal, hear us, forgive us, and heal us. Would you say this together with me? If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Those of you that are going to help us with communion, you'd come at this time. As we bow at the table of our Lord this morning, we are grateful for the opportunity to remember and say thank you to God for His Son Jesus Christ and the sacrifice He made. As we participate today, as we participate in this act of Holy Communion, the sacrament of Holy Communion, will you commit yourselves again or for the first time to seek God and truly be His child in this world that so desperately needs to see Jesus? Let's pray together. Father, prepare our hearts. Help us, Lord, to be people that seek you and love you with all of our hearts. And Father, today, we come before you humbly. In Jesus' name.